Hey everybody, welcome to North Point Plus. I am Jake Howard here with uh, Rick Rubel on episode number 117. I was informed right before we went live. That's a lot. It is a lot. You have, uh, you ever owned like 117 of anything in your life? Uh, not that I can think of. No? I mean, like baseball cards, collector, well, anything like that? More than that, but I Oh, yeah? I, yeah. No? I, no? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a large number or something. I figured maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we uh, kicked off a new series here in December, Experiencing Christmas. Christmas, like the first time. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah. It's exciting. Nuts roasting on an open fire. Nice. What's your favorite Christmas carol? Uh, probably that. Yeah. In terms of secular yeah. Christmas carols, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it don't have to be Christmas secular. You song. you can like a Jesus Christmas song. Well, too, I right? love the, I love the Christmas, the real Christmas. Carols. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know which of those it would be my favorite. I love Joy to the World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joy to the World, Silent Night, all those. I do like uh, Pentatonics when they do uh, Mary, Did You Know. Uh-huh. That's good, man. Yep. That's uh, that one's uh, playing through our house a lot in December. Yeah, the, um, we have we're at a stage that we haven't bought a lot of pentatonics. Mm-hmm. So, although I like them, the um, for him, mm-hmm. the yeah, four, four guys from yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah, we a lot of Christmas memories there. Nice. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Christmas shoes? Are you a Christmas shoes? I am not a Christmas <laughs> shoes guy. Uh, we made a lot of jokes about that the past few weeks about yes. good old Christmas shoes. The song and buy, the movie there. Buy, buy those shoes. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. I love it. So uh, kicking off this new Christmas series, uh, you brought A Whisper of Christmas. Whisper. A Whisper of Christmas. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, we really jumped into the the uh, prophecy from Isaiah 9, and I didn't go back to earlier in Isaiah where it talks about a virgin uh, uh, bringing forth a child. But uh, Isaiah 9 primarily, and I had not before this message really studied much of what precedes that. So the stuff at the end of chapter 8 where basically Isaiah says, you know, you guys are looking for God in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're uh, searching in the wrong places. You need to come to me for answers. And and basically, they were in a very dark place. That yeah. you know, they uh, just very far from God. And part of what part of what I loved about them about having a chance to talk about that scripture is, I think that there are a lot of people that that's their story. Mm. That they're they're going through life with a smile on their face, but but it really is kind of dark and empty. Um, you know, if you if you think that life ends when you die yeah there's not a whole lot of purpose and reason so isaiah gives this prophecy that says in the darkness there's going to be this light um uh, for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace good stuff yeah yeah good stuff yeah i mean that's a pretty classic uh, Christmas scripture, yeah. right? Is it? Uh, is that the one Linus did? Is it Linus on Charlie Brown? No, Linus does Luke two. Luke two. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah. So, but you see that everywhere on ornaments, Christmas cards, yep. right? As they're starting to come out, I'm sure that'll pop up a little bit more. We did have some questions that yeah. came in from your talk. We got a couple of those and some other things to chat through a little bit. Uh, anonymous questions here, but let's look at this one here. It says, um, "You said that God loves us. Uh, love that you shared that." A little side note there. Uh, do we, as a church, let people know that enough. 
Um, that's a great question. I say that a lot. That's a great question. Yeah, that's I don't think there's been a podcast where you've said that's a terrible that's question. Terrible. Well, who I'm not answering question? that? Yeah, um, I don't know that you can ever tell people enough that God loves them, mm-hmm. because I think um, Satan tries to tell us that we're not worthy of God's love. That yeah, we're, that we haven't done enough. That we're not good enough. That we've messed up up too badly. That we're so separated from God that that how could God love us? And so I don't think that we can ever tell it too much. I, f- I feel like it's funny in my, my message yesterday, it's funny this question came in because while I was preaching, I thought, I feel like I say all the time, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. But um, at the same time, there are, I think, so many people that just don't believe it and need to hear it, yeah. need, need to consider it. So um, I don't think that we can ever tell it too much. Um, you know, the flip side of that is when when we only talk about a loving God and never talk about a just God, right. um, that gets out of whack too. And so um, there, there really is this sense of awe of who God is, right. but in his awesomeness, he loves us. Mm-hmm. That, that's why Jesus came to earth, came to earth. Yeah. Have you ever uh, left me a voicemail before? I know that's a weird question because we live in like uh, the text world. Yes. And uh, yeah, you say at the end of your, yeah. the end of your voicemail message. Yeah. Yeah, in case nobody's told you today, God loves you yeah. is like at the very end, which is fantastic because then I get a lot of telemarketers who are going, uh, uh, um, yes, I'm uh, calling the lead. And they're like all stumbled and out of sorts at that point in time. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot of fun. It also checks me from like arguing about my phone bill or some craziness, knowing that I might get a voicemail or I'm telling people God loves them, right? So be kind. Don't argue over those extra $5. I spent some time this morning on the phone with a um, dealing with a problem. Yeah. And phone conversations for me create opportunities for me to grow. (laughs) (laughs) We all have those triggers. Yeah. We all have those triggers. Growing up, my dad hates, I still hates going through the drive-thru. It's like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, wherever you go. And so as kids, we would be sitting in the back seat. And when he would pull up to like to order, he hated trying to talk back and forth. So he would pull a little farther up and he would roll our window down in the back so that we would have to order and not him. And it was always a thing. And it was just like you just knew whenever you were going through, if you were sitting behind dad, I was like, oh, I guess I'm ordering dinner tonight. <laughs> That's how this is going. Yeah, right. So then it was always like, give me an extra large milkshake. Right. And try and get out of it. That never, never worked. But yeah, it's funny that we have those little triggers. Yeah. Those little triggers. But hey, we got another question. God loves even telemarketers. God loves telemarketers and drive through and all of those things still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one for us. It says, Am I right to encourage my kids to believe in Santa Claus? Some Christians say we shouldn't do this. What are your thoughts? Jolly old St. Nicholas. There you go. Um, I think that this is one of those questions that there is a tremendous amount of latitude yeah. for where you land. So uh, no latitude. I want black or white, Rick. Right now, put it on paper. Come on. Um, all I can tell you is what Deb and I did. How's that? Oh, that's good. That'll I, work. I I do think that there's a danger when you say, um, "Oh, um, uh, <laughs> live podcast." Right? Uh, just got a phone call. Um, <laughs> The that there's a danger when you say, "Oh, how can how can you not tell your kids about Santa?" Sure. That's that that you the, the, they would be so sheltered, so secluded they yeah. they wouldn't be able to make sense. You can't not tell your kids about Santa, or for um, for people to say, "Oh no, no well-meaning Christian could ever spoil the Christmas season 
with Santa Claus. He's fictitious. Oh, I didn't say that. Um, he, uh, so here's, I'm assuming that no 10-year-olds or younger are watching the podcast. Um, Just ruined some 32-year-old guy's Christmas season right, right there, Rick. So a whole bunch of years ago when our kids were born and we began to sort through what to do, um, I did not have a traumatic, oh, Santa's not real moment um, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't want to lie to our kids. We didn't want to face the, the moment when they said, you said Santa, not that. Um, we didn't, we didn't want right. to do that. So from the time that our kids were really just able to talk, their, their first Christmases, we always said, hey, Santa's this character that's a part of, Christmas, a, a part of how we celebrate Christmas. He's not real, but lots of people think that he's real. And so you need to you need to just encourage them and play along and mm-hmm. and just smile and say yeah. So if they talk about are you waiting for Santa, you could say yeah, and that's that's not a big deal because we know that he's not real, but um, that Santa exists because people want someone that loves them that that's going to give them presents that kind of yeah. stuff. So so we tried to be honest and not throw Santa out or throw Santa yeah. under the bus. Um, <laughs> Santa got ran over by a greyhound. Yeah. Um, but we, but we also, uh, like we had, we have Santa decorations yeah. and that kind of stuff. And um, uh, for me as a kid, I always remember, why is it, why is it that the presents come from Santa have dad's handwriting? Yeah. His dad writes, Santa writes just like dad. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, when we were growing up, we had, uh, when we went to bed, my mom put out milk and cookies mm-hmm. and Santa would leave a note. On, so on Christmas morning, you could see the, the cookies had been eaten, the crumbs that were there, and there was a note. And it was always in my dad's handwriting. handwriting. Yeah. So, or Santa's handwriting. Yeah. It looked like my dad's. I always have a ton of respect for the parents that will do uh, certain gifts from Santa that are like, okay, the books are from Santa, the clothes are from Santa, the puppy, that came from mom and dad. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like we're taking that win. I got respect for that, parents, when you do that kind of thing. Yeah, we we aren't uh, much of a Santa household. Um, So we're actually, uh, we're a Grinch household, to be honest. Oh my goodness, like year round, my kids will watch uh, the Grinch movie, like the newest cartoon one that came out. They love it. My oldest daughter, Addie, she loves the Grinch. We've got uh, about a four-foot Grinch inflatable that we have. Nice. And then this year she coaxed my my parents into getting more inflatables for our yard, which I thought was going to get me completely out of Christmas lights, so I loved it. Um, turns out I still have to go put lights on the roof. That's going to be a thing for me. I haven't done it yet. Oh, no, man. I haven't done it yet. It's been raining on some weekends and stuff yeah, like that, and yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it. So, like, you factor all those together. Yeah, I'm a Grinch. There it is. So we've got a couple, like, one's like little polar bears and, like, a cup of cocoa over here, and I can't even remember what the second one is, uh, something going on in the front yard. And in the on our deck in the back, we've got an eight-foot inflatable Santa and, like, the four-foot inflatable Grinch wow. next to him so that the girls can see it because they think it's great because in their mind – the Grinch and Santa are both just characters. And yeah. so it's fine to have them next to each other, all those things. Um, and they have a great time with it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's all fun. There is a cool part to me that's intriguing. Uh, St. Nicholas yeah. and St. Nicholas Day. Um, if you guys don't know what St. Nicholas Day is, uh, go ahead and Google it. Um, you can do it after the video. Don't stop the video. Uh, or open another browser. 
Yeah. 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 Just come back to the video. So there you go. Um, it's a cool thing with like leaving the coins in the shoes and telling the story because he was a real person. Right. Um, so like, and it is a cool story to be a part of. You can celebrate St. Nicholas Day, all of those kinds of things. Uh, I know plenty of people that do. Uh, we, I don't really celebrate saints or anything like that, but I do think it is kind of a cool yeah. uh, little story to be able to just incorporate with Christmas as you're talking about those kind of pieces. So there's some fun stuff you can do with it. Yep. So yeah. Not certainly not. I don't think anything sinful. Sure. I think that there it's, it does create some challenges. Sure. When your kids get older and and believe mm-hmm. and then understand differently, mm-hmm. um, like that creates some challenges. Yeah. We we just tried to preempt that mm-hmm. by being open and honest from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know. For us in our household, the important thing is we just want to make sure Jesus's birth right. is the crux of Christmas, and that Jesus's resurrection Alliteration. is. Alliteration thank you. There. Thank you very crux much. Christmas. Very. Thank you very much. That, that could be a sort of <laughs> the, crux <laughs> the crux of Christmas, Christmas. Uh, but also with Easter, like Easter bunny stuff and all that. We want to make sure Jesus's resurrection is the big deal. The right. whole enchilada, if you will. Yes. You like that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's not wrong to have fun. Have yeah, fun. Those are cool. Absolutely. But uh, we got some other stuff that was here. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about some practical ideas. Um, this whole series is about experiencing Christmas for the first time. Yeah. Um, how can we do that for those of us that have had several Christmases in our life? How do you go back to that mindset of experiencing Christmas for the first time? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I didn't really t- um, talk about that practically in mm-hmm. the message, and, and I'm not sure in the next few weeks how much we will yeah. because because that's a um I, mean, I i was going to say it's a, a pretty personal thing it's a, it's there's a whole lot of application in trying to figure out how to do that yeah um but i did give it some thought and and i think that um in order for us to really get christmas to to have that sense of freshness and awe um there are some things that we can do i i one of the best things i think is to create space um, over the next three weeks, because Christmas is three weeks from today as we record. That's crazy. Um, the uh, to over those over the next three weeks to create space where you can just be quiet, where you can not watch movies, not listen to music, not do all the stuff, but just kind of sit back and contemplate. Yeah. Uh, um, I I think that that's so much of the time we miss the heart of Christmas. Because we're just too busy, um, yeah, uh, busy absolutely. To buy and stuff. Um, so that's one thing that I think can really help. the uh, The second thing, and this is maybe not practical for everybody, but it's certainly practical um, for you and Ashley right now. Um, if you're any place close to a newborn, mm-hmm. to turn off all the noise and hold a newborn, and um, and just think about what it meant for God to come into a body that yeah. was physically born. Um, I well, probably one of my most meaningful Christmas um, memories is our our daughter Gabrielle was born November twentieth, and um, that Christmas we were we were at the church in Maryland and we were doing big Christmas production stuff that year, and so our our program um our our big production was uh, the first or second week of of december and so it was she was only three weeks old i think four Mm -hmm. weeks old and i remember at the end of the program asking deb to bring her to me and and just i held her as i talked to the to the congregation to the people who were there and said 
Do you understand? Jesus came as a baby like this. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so easy yeah. for us to think manger, baby, the cattle are lowing, but you know, the poor baby wakes. Uh, to, to, to have the caricature mm-hmm. and to not think about those tiny fingers and the smell of a newborn and, and that God came to earth in the form of a baby. So I think if, if you have a chance to be around a newborn and just in quietness to, to be able to look and hold and um, touch, that, that's, a, that's such a cool thing. I think the, um, if you've got little guys like you're, you guys age that really do experience things for the first time, yeah. to ask them questions and help them see things and experiencing stuff for old people like me or you or whatever, I think that that can help um, just turn on lights because it, it's, uh, it's just a fresh, uh, a fresh look at, at Christmas. And, the, and there, are, uh, you know, there are lots of other things. I think sometimes we do the programs and all the stuff to try and get that sense of, of the first experience of it again. Um, I, one of the things that, that as a tradition we've done as a family, it hadn't always happened, and now I try and do it with the grandkids. I read the, the best Christmas pageant ever. Uh, do you know the book? No, I don't know that uh, one. You need, you need to read it to your kids. It's a little short book, and I could read a chapter a night before the kids went to bed. And it's, I don't know, nine chapters or something like that, so it's not long. Um, but in it, there are these neighborhood kids who are basically hellions. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they, they burn stuff down so that the fire department comes and they, and they get free donuts. That's, the, that's, that's, that's basically their deal. And um, and they end up invading the Christmas pageant. They they hear that there's free uh, that they that they give free food at the Christmas pageant. So they become a part of the Christmas pageant. They um, kick and punch all the other kids. So they get to be all the main characters. So they're Herod and the angel and yeah. Mary and Joseph, and um, and the whole Christmas pageant um, takes on a, a whole new meaning because. It's not the way that we typically create the tableau that's so beautiful sure. and 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 that we know it. And so um, uh, the the part that when you asked the question that stuck out in my mind is that one of the one of the herdmans is um, is the angel and he he's holding the flashlight. And basically, when he comes to the shepherds, he says "Shazam." <laughs> that's his that's his announcement. Shazam, um, like a yeah, because the angel appears in the sky out of nowhere, yeah. like a superhero. Yeah. So, uh, I I think to try and do some things like that 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 tradition is so meaningful and important, mm-hmm. but figuring out how to have a freshness that allows um, God to speak into that is is. Uh, is it, it can be a challenge, but not if we really engage our brains. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, when, uh, her oldest was born, we actually brought her home on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like that, that was, I just remember that being a very vivid experience for Christmas that year, because it was like, we had this little baby, we woke up the next morning and she was there and, and just kind of feeling that and celebrating at the same time. So like, I, I have experienced that like yeah. on that scale. So I see what you're saying there. For me, I know uh, music is such a powerful thing, yeah. and it, it's what really helps me get into the the mindset when you talk about like the quiet and those kind of moments right. and all that. 
And I'm not a big uh, Christmas music before Thanksgiving kind of guy, uh, just because it gets played out after you yeah. hear so many Mariah Carey songs. But uh, there is something like certain songs that just being able to hear and, and realistically it's coming um, not just on the radio or myself, but when I hear other people singing those songs right. around me, you know, the, the worship in church services, yes. being a part of that and hearing yep. other people say those words and sing those words and what they mean, like that is just really, really powerful um, because those are moments when you can block out the noise. And man, we've got four birthdays and Christmas in December in our family. So it's crazy. Lots of noise. So much noise all the time. So that's where, you know, things like Christmas Eve services really are just a cool moment to be a part of those. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I want to talk about one more thing here, uh, kind of from our notes here. Uh, And and I caught this on Sunday uh, as you were reading it, because it's different versions of the Bible and all that. Uh, And it's this wonderful counselor idea. Um, Is it two separate things, or is that an adjective describing a noun when Jesus is described in Isaiah as wonderful counselor? Um, Now, I am no Hebrew scholar. Oh, man, never mind. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. But as best I can understand, it actually is wonderful counselor, not two separate ones. Right. And I think historically, we tend to think his name will be called wonderful Mm -hmm. counselor. And I think the reason that we do that is because of handle. Oh, and his sure. name shall be called Wonderful, yeah, Counselor, the yeah. Mighty God, yeah. the Everlasting Father, yeah. the Prince of Peace. I, I, I think that that's where that separation, at least in my mind, as a music person. Sure. Although you can't tell I was a music person by the way I just sang that. Um, <laughs> I'm used to singing the bass part, not the, yeah. There you no, go. Yeah, the that's piano. that's a great excuse, Rick. Good uh, yeah, excuse. It's good anyway. <laughs> the um. I, I think that that's, that separation is created in part because of what Handel did in mm-hmm. terms of how he scored that. Um, but the, but it, he, he certainly is wonderful. Yeah. Certainly is wonderful. But there is something really cool about a wonderful counselor. Sure. Because um, there are bad counselors. Yeah, yeah. There are good counselors, but to have a wonderful counselor... Is uh, that's just a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, last question. I went in on a fun note here. Uh, three weeks before oh, Christmas. You don't want, you don't want the, the the Trinity talk. Oh, we can Trinity talk if you want. Uh, well, let me just say that. Go ahead. Isaiah we nine, where the Trinity is. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I, I thought it was interesting, that, and this didn't make it into message. Um, that in those names in Isaiah, there is a picture not not a picture. There's a mention of the Trinity if you pay close attention. So it says, "Unto us a child is born; unto us a son is given." So there's the picture of God the Son mm-hmm. that's there. Um, the wonderful Counselor. It, that's the that's the the terminology that Jesus used when he says, "I'm going to I'm going yeah. to leave a Comforter, a Counselor with you, the Holy Spirit, and a mighty God is God the Father, yeah. which is." Uh, uh, I just I had never noticed that again before studying um, for the message this past week. That, and that I thought that was kind of a cool thing. It is very cool just to see that, you know, woven throughout Scripture is the entire gospel yeah. and that these principles are the same throughout Scripture. It's not just that the Trinity pops up here or after Jesus was born, but it's prophesied all the way back in Genesis and again in Isaiah and that continuity that we get in Scripture yeah. that can just be, you know, shows us the, the authenticity of it all. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, this didn't make it in the message either, but um, some people describe uh, or would characterize Isaiah as the Old Testament gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I've heard that, yeah. Because so much of what Isaiah 
uh, prophesies mm-hmm. is about the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right, my fun note I wanted to end okay. on here. Three weeks before Christmas, what is the Christmas movie that we all have to watch? Favorite Christmas movie, must-see Christmas movie. You got only one that you can watch between now and then. Oh. This is the Christmas movie to have. Am I speaking for myself or my family? Uh, both. Let's do both. What would your family say, and what would Pastor Rubel say? Um, uh, if I go individually, I'll start there. What, yeah. Can I do a caveat first? We watched our first Christmas movie last night. Yeah. It was the new Christmas movie that's on Amazon Prime with Eddie oh, okay. Murphy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, it's... It might be worth watching once. <laughs> when it was yeah. done, when, we, when it was done, we said, "We don't need to watch that yeah. one again." It's Benny not Benavici. going to be a classic. Yeah. Um, so personally, I would say probably uh, for me for Christmas for all of the um, emotional part of it's a wonderful life. I uh, uh, you can't beat it. I, I could have called that one. Uh, I could have um, called that one. Yeah. That's that's there. Now as a family. Probably is a pretty close tie. Well, it depends how big my family is. Um, Elf. Uh, yeah. I, I I won't go just one. I'll I'll go several. Mm-hmm. Um, Elf. Uh, die Hard. And um, for the kids, it is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh man! There. That's like prime nineties right there, man. It's, well, they were little, and yeah. so and they were in love with John. Jonathan Taylor. JTT. Yeah. yeah. Um, four girls in a row. So uh, it's like not a Christmas goes by that they're not, oh, we've got to watch. I'll be And that's the, that's the story of how Rick lost his hair right that's, there. So it, many Christmases. But, well, you know what's funny <laughs> is I had never watched it until just a few years ago. Oh, yeah? Because they always watched it without me because I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch this. I've yeah. got other things that, um, to do. And that was not one that we all watched together. We, sure. we would watch... You know, we always watch Rudolph and uh, Frosty, Frost. and all those. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Always watch those. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what other ones we always make sure. Oh, um, um, White Christmas. We watch White Christmas. Oh yeah, that's a another one. That nice. It's just a part just of the, the classics. Yeah. Yep. Just the classics. Now the the a Christmas movie that is etched in my memory is. When we lived in Maryland and we got our first VCR, mm-hmm. now actually we had cable for the first time. I think is what it was. Yeah, and we were wrapping presents and the bells of St. Mary's with, um, uh, oh, put in the show notes. Who's the star? Um, but I think Bing. But yeah, Bing Crosby is is the priest in the bells of St. Mary's. And and we watched it, and we watched it. We didn't start it till like twelve thirty, yeah. And watched it until two in the morning or oh, something fun. like that. That was a fun memory. Yeah. So, what about you? Oh, uh, I guess we're a Grinch family, so oh. we've already seen the Grinch this year and done that. My wife and I stayed up uh, the other night and we watched Elf. Uh, yeah. She was laughing the entire time, and I could like quote the movie. Yeah, uh, my favorite uh, Christmas movie of all time, and I've heard the debate over like what makes a Christmas movie, and Christmas has to be a part of the story for it to happen. Uh, it's Batman Returns, actually. Yeah, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman in there. That's uh, funny. 
Yeah, all the way through. So, and, and Christmas is integral part of that story. So I'm claiming Batman Returns, and nobody in my household will watch that one with me. So I'll have to do that one on my own. You know, there is one other one that, again, growing up with um, four daughters before two sons, mm-hmm. um, and the, and this is the time frame, While You Were Sleeping is a oh, Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not a Christmas season goes by that we don't, as many of us as can watch that, watch that one when everybody everybody's coming home this year and uh, yeah. coming to Michigan and I'm sure that we'll watch while you were sleeping together. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Like there's the classical Christmas yeah. movies and then these fringe Christmas movies yeah. for everybody. That's so fun. Yeah. But hey, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, be sure to uh, check us out on Sunday morning as we're going to keep on coming through the series. We've also got um, the drive through light show. Yep. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's uh, Sunday night through Saturday mm-hmm. night. So Christmas Eve, we, we haven't really clarified this. I'll probably talk about it this Sunday some. But Christmas Eve this year is on Sunday. Yep. So we've got three Christmas Eve services, one at 10 in the morning. Uh, and we think that most North Point people, that's where sure. they go because it's Sunday. Um, and then we're going to do one at 3 and one at 4.30 mm-hmm. because that will fit a number of people's um, family traditions, yeah. their, their family gatherings. And lots of, lots of people who don't come to church typically come on Christmas Eve, yeah. and, and they'll come in the afternoon. Sure. So uh, that takes place on Sunday at 10, 3, and 4.30. But the Christmas light, the drive-through light experience, is going to be from Sunday until the following Saturday. So okay. uh, from the 17th to the 23rd, every night from 6 to 8, we'll, we'll be all set so the cars can drive through. And it's going to be different than we did several years ago. Yeah. And I think it's going to just be really cool. It's, it's going to be... Um, uh, just a, a time of beauty and and really uh, everything point towards Jesus. So mm-hmm. so it's going to be fun. Yeah, a little bit more of a classical Christmas yeah. feel with it. Christmas for your first time, all that yeah. kind of ties in. So very cool. Mark, mark your calendars now, and uh, we hope to see you invite again. Invite your friends. Yeah, invite your friends. And we hope to see you again next Sunday.